Hello and welcome to episode 61 of the Internet Beer Users Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Pro, joined tonight, as always, by my co-host, Jay Torres. Jay, what are we sipping on tonight? What's up, Nick? Today, we're sipping on LaGuardia to Long Beach, better known as LGA to LGB, a collaboration between Other Half and Monkish. And let me crack open the can real quick. Yeah, this is a super hyped collaboration, Jay. Um, they released this, I think, two weekends ago now, if I'm not mistaken, over at Other Half. And they really did something special with this. Um, they, of course, hosted um, Monkish. Monkish came out and they brought a bunch of kegs because they did like a tap takeover at Other Half. And they just completely just brought their A game. I mean, they had this, of course, on tap. They had a bunch of their current IPAs and double IPAs. I'm not thinking of the names right off the top of my head right now, but from everything that I saw online on Instagram, um, they were just they were just killing it um, with their presence over there. And of course, uh, this was one of the stars of the show with uh, LGA to LGB. Yeah, so the description on Untapped, uh, LaGuardia to Long Beach is an imperial IPA we brewed with Monkish Brewing Company. It is brewed with two row and oats before being bombed out with Simcoe, Nugget, Citra, and Galaxy. You got the pour on there, Jay, and let's go ahead and take a look and see what we have appearance-wise. Um, appearance-wise, dude, it looks, I would say... It's not. I don't think it's anything like we've had before. I mean, we had a we've had a ton of like double IPAs, and um, it's foggy. I, I wouldn't say murky. It, it almost it. You know, it's so cliche. I, it looks like juice, but it really does look like I want to say like a grapefruit juice. It, it looks different than what uh, we usually have on the show. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the the. <laughs> it's funny. It's always like kind of the different shades. Of yeah, yeah. The orange or the yellow, and this one is to me is a very. It's 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 gold to the point where appearance wise it looks like a, a macaroni and cheese shade. So it's like a, like a craft orange. <laughs> uh, like seriously, if you were to if you pour this out for me, it looks exactly like grapefruit juice. And um, yeah, it it's not orange juice. It's not like pineapple juice. It's it's got a, a different hue to it. Yeah, yeah, very unique and very bright. Dare I say, fluorescent orange <laughs> for the appearance. <laughs> Uh, aroma wise dude it jumps Oof. out of the glass wow. man. it's it's crazy yeah i mean just big uh pineapple notes coming through a little bit of mango a um, little bit of alcohol tinge uh, in terms of what i'm getting there jay um, i can't say that it's like it, it doesn't smell like it's going to burn per se but you can definitely smell the 10 percent. oh it's 10 percent. nice um for me I don't know why grapefruit keeps coming out. I think just what from what I see, yeah, and yeah. my brain thinks it's it's grapefruit juice. I get that more than anything. Yeah, no, it's uh, definitely of, got those got those citrus little hints of the tropical notes, like I mentioned, um, pineapple, mango, but um, looks smells tremendous. And what do you say, Jay? Let's uh, raise one up here. Let's do this. Cheers! Cheers! And we can do it in person. Yeah, we got no, yeah, live. IBU live, baby. We're live. Cheers! Cheers! Very nice. Ooh, damn. That's good. Mm. Is it indeed? Oh, man. Wow. So um, definitely um, the the initial taste definitely follows a nose for me, getting for sure. the, the, the big citrus notes coming in. Yeah. Um, the alcohol presence is there, yep. but 
you know, again, I've said this before with other Monkish collaborations, we've had quite a few on the show. And one thing that Monkish does tremendously well is they do high ABV or triple IPAs, yeah. whatever you want to classify them as. They hide extremely, it. Extremely well, and, yeah. and, and they hide it. Not to say that other half hasn't been doing well on its own with that. And we've had, obviously, the last time we did our live show with the uh, Ford Triangle Test uh, double and, and triple IPAs. But this is this is silky smooth for a... Um, for, for well, they're, they don't call it a triple IPA. It's funny. We'll we'll get to that yeah. in a bit, but it's an imperial yeah. IPA, clocking in at ten percent. Not sure the the IBU count, but um, it's it just goes down really really smooth. Yeah, it, you can definitely taste it there. I wouldn't say it's uh, it's off putting. I would even you you. The way I interpret it, it's it's kind of like it, this, this whole grapefruit thing is coming up again. It's like <laughs> grapefruit is super bitter, mm-hmm. and like um, if you have grapefruit juice, like that that back end taste is kind of what I can compare it to. Mm-hmm. But the alcohol, man, it's it's ten percent. I wouldn't believe it. Um, but the in terms of the mouthfeel, super smooth. Um, it's it'll it, it's weird because. We use crushable when it comes to like you know like light lighter mm-hmm. beers, but this is a du- a double imperial IPA, and the mouthfeel is super crushable. It's silky smooth. Yeah, no, it's it's amazing what they're doing. Um, you know, Monkish, other half, ton of other breweries at this point in terms of their finesse with that with those yeah, high ABV counts. And um, I do want to say that on subsequent sniffs and sips, that I'm getting some cantaloupe. And honeydew melon uh, as well. I don't know if you're getting that, Jay, um, but I'm definitely getting notes of that as well in terms of the aroma and the, um, the the kind of the mid palate, I guess you could say. So really getting more and more complex as yeah. it warms and and as we continue to drink it. I think the finesse level in terms of in comparing this to other other half uh, imperial IPAs that I've had is definitely you know up a notch or two. And I suspect, again, as I say a lot when we when we have beers such as this, that Monkish is a part of that. That Monkish expertise is is coming into play here, and I I just think that this is this is initially very very, it's it's great. <laughs> I was yeah I was gonna say on my couple sips after, um, I can taste more of the alcohol. I can taste more mm-hmm. of the burn, mm-hmm. and I, I you know I'm a fan of high ABV beers, mm-hmm. and it's. It's not off-putting to me yet. I can see how this could be kind of harsh for for some people, um, but still at ten percent, it's still well hidden. It's still drinkable, yeah. but the alcohol, it, it's 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 starting to show up a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, and 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 I I definitely agree with that, Jay. And I think that those other danker tropical notes yes. are coming yep. in for me as well on the back end. As, as I said, yeah, more, a little that's bit crazy, more guava, right? a little bit of papaya. The complexity with this is, is yeah. off the charts. Dankness. You, yeah. you brought up dankness. I can I definitely get that. Getting a lot more of that. Definitely, Jay. Crazy. Well, hey, we're going to continue to sample this and, and provide our thoughts on it as the show progresses. If you haven't caught it by now, we are live um, en vivo here in Milpitas over in Jay's neighborhood and very happy to be recording. Excited to be with all of you. We have a special show today. Um, besides the LGA to LGB, we also have the sister or brother beer to that, which mm-hmm. is, of course, LAX to JFK, which is also a collaboration from Monkish and Other Half. And what they did that was really special that I was going to mention a minute ago when I was talking about that whole <laughs> visit or takeover deal yeah. is that Monkish also brought with them 
um, cans that they brewed at their Torrance facility of a remix, if you will, of their JFK to LAX. Yeah. Um, first time that they collaborated on a triple IPA back in 2016. We're going to get to that because we have a can of that as well. And oh, we do want to. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, indeed. We do want to thank um, our boy, Jason. And you can find him on Instagram at Easy Aids. And that's spelled E A Z Y E A D E S. Jason graciously provided these two cans that we're sampling today on the show. Big shout out to him. Um, really impressed with the white can so far, Jay. And uh, again, we'll continue to provide our thoughts and sample the black can a little bit later in the show. But yep. uh, before then, wanted to bring up something that um, I think is really relevant to a lot of what's going on in the mobile phone space as of late, um, wouldn't you say, Jay? And that is, of course, the notch. And this whole thing that's <laughs> so happening, stupid. that is that is really amazing. And we're seeing it. Um, we I recently saw it at the Mobile World Congress. And they did announce quite a few phones there. And a few of them had a notch, just like the iPhone. Yeah. And it was just, I mean, the iPhone has been copied throughout the years, Jay, tons and tons For of sure. times. But to me, I have to say that this was the the copy, the thing that was copied that I was surprised about the most. That uh, you know, I mean, Apple did it from my understanding because they needed to they needed incorporate to pack all that the, stuff. Yeah, into the um, the true depth, uh, the cameras, camera yeah, the infrared, exactly, sensor. and that's and that's kind of what they needed to do. They had this vision of a full phone, or excuse me, the full screen of the on the phone, and and that's what they wanted to accomplish. But hey, they got this great you know, true deaf system, and that's what they needed to do to accomplish that. And they, they had to do the notch is kind of the impression that, that everyone got. And I think they did it very uh, elegantly, eloquently, not eloquently. I'm not being very <laughs> elegantly I'm saying that. Thank you, Jay. This <laughs> 10%. Hey, um, but I mean, it, it's just when I saw the knockoffs of the notch, I just, I was, I was shocked. I mean, to, to put it, I'm not way. surprised. I am totally not surprised. Um, yeah, there was. Uh, what was the manufacturer? It was Asus. Asus did one. Asus um, did one. Huawei did one. Huawei. And the thing that was funny was that um, they were saying that they had a notch. They were like, "Hey, we have a notch, <laughs> and it's it's not as big as Apple's," you know. And I think that was so ridiculous. Like Apple, they you know they designed the phone, and then out of necessity, they had to put the sensors and the cameras somewhere. So they and mm-hmm. and you know they. You know, the earpiece is over close to the top, so that's where they put it. They put all that stuff in the top. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the Mobile World Congress came out, and you see everybody copying Apple. And it's... And I'm saying they have a smaller notch. It's so stupid. I mean, come on. Like, give me a break. It's so stupid. And, and even, even more ironic is the fact that there was actually a phone that came out... Before... Before the iPhone 10 yeah. that did have a notch that... Ha- has to date the smallest, the smallest notch. one, right? <laughs> All it is is just like a little, a little cutout for, yeah, the, for the camera, a little tiny little you know half oval or whatever you yeah. want to call it. And that, of course, is the essential phone. Mm-hmm. And that brings us to the link uh, that'll be in the show notes. And I wanted just to kind of talk about it with Jay. And I thought it was really interesting because um, you know, essential they are hoping to solve the camera notch. Uh, conundrum, dilemma, whatever you want to call it. And I'll just read a little quote from the article. Essential is clearly hoping to solve the issue with a number of patents looking to stick a camera directly behind the display. The Andy Rubin founded company has been on quite a patent run in recent months. 
but the ones pertaining to a camera integrated into a display are the most compelling of the lot. And if it comes to fruition, it could breathe new life into the company's upcoming handsets after an admittedly slow start. And if you read the article, um, those of you that are out there listening, uh, it's really interesting, these patents that they're um, trying to secure and the ways that they're looking to have the camera kind of in the, like, recessed into the phone mm-hmm. and just all these different crazy ideas and, and really to get us to a place. And I think that they're, you know, really, I mean, I don't want to make it so that it's really Apple, Apple-centric Apple and that's what everyone's looking to do and, and the you know, the ones that everyone's trying to beat, kind of like the Houston Rockets are trying to beat the, the Golden State Warriors, of course, <laughs> oh. and that's their only reason for playing basketball. Anyway, I had to put that in. Um, but, yeah, they're, they're really trying to beat Apple to the punch in the sense where that's that's what they're marching towards where you have the whole face of the phone and there is a front-facing camera, but you can't see it. And, and I think that that's really something everyone's working toward. But I really thought it was interesting. Definitely check out the show link, um, everyone out there, and, and just to kind of see what they're working on. But, Jay, I don't know if you caught it. Um, uh, da- uh, excuse me. <laughs> Danger. Um, essential phone, and it was founded by yeah. Andy Rubin. Yeah. And I couldn't help but kind of remember uh, another company that Andy oh, Rubin yeah. Founded back in the day after being at Apple, of course, which was, of course, oh, yeah. I, I thought I, I probably knew that, but I forgot. Yes, yes, started out there, and after that, uh, him and two other gentlemen founded Danger. Danger. Yeah, and Danger, I mean, I just, again, I'm a big um, nostalgia buff, Jay, as you know. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's uh, fun. We've, we've covered it on uh, past shows and just memories of growing up and, and things that are. Uh, electronic or technology based and couldn't help but remember my beloved old phone the sidekick yeah i would say aside from the the iphone the sidekick in my case the sidekick 3 was my next favorite phone mm-hmm. of all the phones that i've that i've ever owned and yeah. uh it's yeah i wish i still had it i wish i kept it just to yeah. kind of like for nostalgia's sake like like you said but yeah. um yeah, so let's let's talk about the sidekick. Yeah, I you know the sidekick. It, it it came out at a time, Jay, where if even if you look back at the original one that came out in two thousand and two, and and they had a um, like a black and white version actually of the original sidekick that was really the first one that came right? out. Yeah, and but really when it started, the hype kind of started to build right away, and they really had great marketing and really put the phone out there and really their 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 vision of the phone initially was to have it, you know an all-in-one communications mm-hmm. device email internet phone of course all integrated into one and of course it wasn't the first time that there was a product like that available there was a famously of course blackberry, BlackBerry and, yep. and but blackberry if you remember jay was very much corporate business yep right you got one issued to you when you started to work yep. that corporate gig and it was for your work emails and that's what you used it for and this was really the first product consumer, consumer exactly. oriented and you know it, it was really kind of causing a stir and it kind of got on my radar when the color version came out shortly after the you're, black and white version. You're an, you're an early adopter because yes. I was, wasn't I wasn't even I was, privy yeah, to it. I was. I was definitely an early adopter and it was at a time where I was using my work Nextel phone and um <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and those of you who've listened to the show remember that um I you know I have my work phone now is Sprint, but once upon a time, uh, you know, before Sprint, or I guess Nextel was um the um, Nextel existed was, as a separate company, but they were Sprint, the manufacturer. 
Yeah, but Sprint purchased the company Nextel. I think it, it, it was back in I don't know. Um, I don't even remember. whatever year it was. Yeah. But um, basically, I've had uh, you know I went from Nextel to Sprint, and that was my primary voice device. I guess you could say I wouldn't. I, I didn't even text back then. I mean, this is <laughs> no showing my age, my age, right? Yeah, no one did. It's just it's just crazy to think about. And um, you know, I, I just I I saw it, and um, I was like, "Whoa, this is this is interesting." Um, my phone now is very much a, a dumb phone before that term was even around, right? And I said, "Wow, that's really intriguing." And what really attracted me to it was having all those features on the go, of course, and being able to keep my existing voice line and pay the unlimited data. Uh, plan or fee whatever for the plan which yeah. was 39.99 a month which gave you unlimited data and which is unheard of now i mean it's <laughs> like you you couldn't find that anywhere yeah. just for data and, and at that price i mean it's a lot i mean you can but i mean you get what you pay for right yeah. i mean so anyway um i purchased the first color sidekick and i was just i was just blown away it just worked well it was snappy the I mean, psychic was, one the sidekick one yes the first color wow. i didn't have the black and white um, the sidekick one though, I mean, yeah, it was a little bit chunky and, uh, <laughs> you know, it was a little <laughs> bit clunky in certain parts, but, um, it was surprising to see that the software and the interface really was, yeah, know, I have like, I had no idea what that, what that looks like. Yeah. I, I, I had some experience with the sidekick too, like just some, some friends of mine mm-hmm. had it, mm-hmm. but I've never seen a sidekick one. Yeah. In, I mean, the in, one in it's, person. It's, it's not much to look at, to be quite honest. It's like this silver kind of like fat yeah. know, little little thing, like uh-huh. chunky thing. But it's funny. I mean, I'm pretty sure, don't quote me on this. I'm pretty sure that the screen technology didn't change or really at all. Or if it did. From one to two. From one to three. Oh, no, no way. Yeah, the screen was pretty much the same from one to three from everything that I could observe. Oh, um, for, uh, the color. Once they went to color. Once they went to color, right. Yeah, Got I'm it. pretty sure. They may have changed it. They may have improved it on the third, but it was pretty much the same. Um, after the first one, I did go on to the two. The two. And the two was definitely improved over the one because it had a built-in camera, which the one didn't have. Oh, I didn't the, know that. The one did not have a camera, and they sold a camera attachment, oh. believe it or not, which is funny because that's what Essential does or did. They have a 360 degree camera. Oh, yes. I, yeah, I remember. I remember. It's just funny how these ideas kind of they, they, don't they, they change. They stay. Andy I mean, Rubin was he like, a, Yeah, he's, we he's like, he's got to do Yeah, we got to do another catch, camera. Yeah, t- yeah it's not funny. <laughs> I mean, it's hilarious. So, anyway, I bought that. I used it once and I put it in a drawer and I never used it again. I found it a few years ago when I was like cleaning out no my way. drawer and I was what, just what, like, What, what is that? What is the, uh, what is the me- megapixel count on oh, that? Oh, my God. Megapixel? I mean, it was a VGA. It was terrible. Less than one. It was like ridiculous. I mean, imagine looking at that on our screens oh, now. God, I mean, that's it would just hilarious. right. So went on to the two. two. I think the two. The biggest thing was that they definitely slimmed it down. They really um, the way that it was designed. It was kind of the screen was recessed, so it was very flat. Okay, as opposed to the to the one it where was, the, it stuck out. A, yeah, it's it stuck out. There was like a hump. So that was cool. It was very um, funky in terms of the design. Remember, Jay, it had that that white kind of off yeah. White. That was when I started. Uh, noticing it more like more of my friends had i mean like like a handful had the sidekick too Mm -hmm. but it was funny because um they did not use it as their primary phone it was like more like more like a texting and instant messenger that's exactly type of thing they had their 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 regular voice phone and they had this kind of like play phone that they would surf the web chat and check email on exactly and that's exactly what what I use it as, and it, it, so you too then, yeah. And it's funny to think about because 
I mean, just the way it's just weird how like I've I've always like looked at myself in the past. I don't know five six years as having quote unquote two phones because of my work (laughs) phone and my personal phone, a day and a night phone. Yeah, yeah, and and it's funny because it's. I didn't even think of that far back, but just you were doing since it I back, had my sidekick. You're OG. <laughs> I was doing it with that as well. And it's just funny how, you know, things never change. But it was very conducive to that. And I think that T-Mobile was aware that people would be doing that and using it for that purpose. Just, just the way things were at that time. You know, right. there was nothing like a, a modern iPhone or an no. Android phone where everything was. Well, the sidekick was kind of that. But I think that it served as a stepping stone for people that either wanted to go all in like you did with the three and have it as your primary phone right. or just kind of dip their toe in sure, like sure. I did, yeah, yeah, keep yeah, my voice yeah. phone and use this for all this new yeah. texting and Internet stuff. But um, it yeah, you know, the two the two was good. It was I was excited about it. I got it. I was happy with my upgrade. But honestly, like you said, Jay, I think the real hype came the with the three and, and, you know, it was rumored for a while that they were working on it. You know, I remember seeing leaked designs and schematics of it. And right around when the, when the three came out, I was super, super pumped up. And <laughs> I just, um, you know, let me just oh, actually hold on. Jay. I'm just going to, uh, no way you have here. it going to text your, oh! <laughs> he has let me it. Just check it out right here. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Sh- yeah, they hit me up here. So, oh just, uh, damn! Let, I got. Let me just, hold that. Uh, just, uh, there it oh, is. Yeah, yeah, there it is. Yeah, that's what I was looking for. Oh, that's, looking for. that's why you were asking me if I still had my old hardware. <laughs> Holy crap! This brings back so Jay many is, memories. Jay is nerding out right now, big Holy time, folks. Shit. Big Holy shit! Holy yeah. shit! Yeah, there it is. Oh my god, that that tactile. <laughs> oh my god! Let me just tell you, folks. Um, I mean, and it's funny, you know, Jay mentioned it right now, and it goes back to the first one. That was one of the biggest uh, cool factor selling points with the sidekick is that, you know, if you're not aware of it, check it out, Google it, and you'll see that the big thing was you snap out the screen and you you slide. It's not even a slide. It's like a flip, right? And and it kind of is like flip. push it down and, oh, dude. Hip, hip top, and, and just the cool and like the... Not even just the cool factor, but like the satis- the satisfying tactile motion of flipping that screen out and the sound that it makes. And I hope you heard it there on the mic. I try to try to get some sound effects going for all of you with that. Yeah, there they are. Um, I mean, I just it's it's hard to it's hard to kind of how do I how do I describe it? I mean, obviously we can describe it, but it's hard to it's hard to just it's hard to describe it to folks that never they never saw had one, one back in the day and and younger folks as well now that it's like oh okay a screen that pops out that that sounds cool. But let me tell you, folks, the coolness factor with this was was completely off the charts. Man, I am taking a trip down memory lane like this was like there's ah it's crazy so much like so many memories with this phone it's probably like when i first started really really getting into like mobile technology and it's crazy i still remember all the shortcuts to this thing man i was trying to remember them that's cool man oh man i I I kind of i can the shortcuts were yeah the shortcuts were so cool man It's, it's so ahead of his time i mean in a lot of ways so but um before we get into to uh, a lot of detail on the three I think it's time to get into our second show beer, let's right, Jay? Do, yeah, let's do this. So our next beer is, of course, LAX to JFK, and this is the monkish side of the collaboration. I am going to flip the can on this. Roll, roll it, it. Flip it. Rub it Smack down. it. Rub <laughs> it. Yeah. Oh, no. All right. So um, this one is interesting, and I really like the fact that they did a throwback, I guess you could say, because as I mentioned before, 
there was, of course, the uh, original collaboration that they did in 2016, which was LAX, excuse me, JFK to LAX. And this was kind of in the early stages of Monkish's, I guess you could say, hop career, where they started collaborating with Other Half, and they kind of were... um, where they're kind of like their gateway, if you will, into the world of hops, because of uh, those of you who are f- familiar with Monkish and may have heard it in a previous show, they um, uh, really famously uh, kind of re- <laughs> refused to brew IPAs. Right. They were really all about saisons and kind of sour style beers, wild ales, if you will. And other half kind of gave them that that kickstart or that jumpstart into that world. And um, one of their first big collaborations, I think their first double IPA collaboration was First Things First that they did with Other Half. And then they moved on to uh, JFK to LAX, which was their first triple IPA and may have been Monkish's first triple IPA. Don't quote me on that. But um, this is cool because, and I'll just read the description here, folks, and let you know. uh, LAX to JFK triple IPA was made in collaboration with Other Half. We took our first... TIPA collaboration, JFK to LAX, and boosted the mouthfeel and body, and also flipped the hot bill to now be Simcoe, Montueka, and Citra. That's what I mean. They did it again, but they switched around the airports, and they put a little fresh spin on it. So I really like how they did that there. And Jay, I'm getting our pour going here. What do we see in terms of the appearance? Um, Appearance-wise, I would say it's not as grapefruit juicy as the other one. It's not, uh, um, it's, it's still murky. Um, I wouldn't call it hazy, but it's definitely murky. Um, color-wise, it's, it's a little bit more muted than the other one. It's not as orange or golden as, as the previous one. Here's a high-level take for you, Jay. It looks exactly <laughs> the same as the previous one. No, it really doesn't, uh, folks. I mean, it lo- it's got that like it, it, bright orangey. Like, it's almost weird considering that they do not have the exact same hot bill. Um, it's kind of blowing my mind because it seems like, I don't know, to me, appearance-wise, I mean, I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't be that surprised because I guess there's plenty of beers that look very similar that have different hot bills. But if you were to give me this glass and say, oh, it's you know it's the it's the same beer as the last one, I would believe you. I would, I would be like, no, it's not. <laughs> uh, aroma-wise, it's more dank. I get more dankness. Aroma-wise, I'm getting signature... Monkish triple IPA. I've 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 had very similar. I don't even say triple IPA, but I'm, I'm saying like double or triple IPA. It's very similar to a lot of other Monkish beers that I've smelled. Not to say that that's a bad thing, but I can immediately tell it's a Monkish Imperial IPA. Big Citra, uh, tropical notes coming in, and definitely that soft sweetness that I'm used to from a Monkish. Imperial IPA is coming in big time. I'm excited to sample this one, Jay. <laughs> um, so this is a triple IPA. The other one was Imperial IPA, and they're both yeah. they're both at ten percent. Isn't that interesting? Just the wording and how yeah. that works, and what makes one an Imperial and one makes what makes one a triple. And I think I read somewhere that Imperial kind of like uh, encompasses double and yeah, triples I, yeah, or quadruples. Well, I, I, <laughs> I've uh associated imperial and double kind of being inter- interchangeable yes yes i think so and i think that that's something we should definitely Just research start, yeah, maybe ask sure. i don't know a brewer or something like that <laughs> and what makes you call something yeah imperial what's what's, and what's, what's imperial and what's double Dribble, are they yeah. yeah are they interchangeable is there a difference yeah um well, anyway in the meantime let's just drink this beer let's man. keep drinking <laughs> cheers, cheers.
I like this one better. <laughs> For sure. Um, Mouthfeel-wise, it's about the same. But in terms of hiding the alcohol, this being a triple and the other one being labeled uh, Imperial, oh. this is more hidden than, oh. than the previous one. What about you? Oh, it is, again, uh, and I sound like a broken record if you've listened to previous episodes of the show. If I do, whatever. Monkish is killing it with triple Imperial 10%, whatever you want to call them, IPAs right now. To me, there is no one better, nobody, at least that I've tried, in the craft beer world right now. And this just proves it. Um, this is obviously Monkish's end of the collaboration, and you can 100% tell um, it, it is silky. When I said the last one was silky smooth, this is like double silk, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> I mean, it's, 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 it's tremendous. It's, it's kind of cool that you brought both of these beers today. And if I had these beers on two separate occasions, I would have been like, oh, these are very similar. But having them back to back, you can definitely tell Mm-mm. Monkish is definitely on another level when it comes to making these, these triple IPAs. It's totally. like, the you know, don't get me wrong. LJ to LGB was was good, was but great. this is like another step, another level better. Another level. It is t- it's completely crazy. another level. And it's like, it, man, like if only one of us would have would have been able to try the original collaboration. I have and, yeah, yeah, I and wish just I did. kind of be able to compare it and see how far they've come from 2016 to 2018. Oh. I mean, and I already know that they have because I have tried some of their earlier triple IPAs, Monkish, that is, with their Biggie, 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 and Enter the Fog Dog, the first batch. And even from then to now, it, it's just amazing the progress that Monkish has made under the leadership and direction of Henry over there. And the, I mean, again, like you said, Jay, the L, the LGA was great. This is on another level. Yeah, it's crazy. Another level. I mean, it's just the, really quick, the, the, the citrus notes are just perfectly balanced. They're, they're, they're tangy. You get that um, again, that, that this for me, Citra is really shining through. You get that tangy pineappleness, and then the finish is just a double IPA finish. It's 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 signature for Monkish, where a ten percent or above ten percent triple IPA finishes like a double. Dare I say a single IPA? No, zero no, you're, alcohol. You're pushing it. <laughs> I, to me, it does. To me, it does. There's a little bit of bitterness there. There's a little bit of alcohol presence, but I would compare it to to the LGA. Is it LGA or LGB? I'm for, I'm LGA up. first. LGA, Lord, yeah. yeah, yeah. To me, it's like, to me, it's significantly smoother than the LGA. I'm getting a little bit on the far back end of that bitterness for me. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, on the LGA to LGB, on my subsequent sips, subsequent sips, the alcohol was coming out a little bit more. Um, drinking this LAX to JFK. I don't. It's not coming out. It's still well hidden. I don't taste yeah. the burn, and and I can't tell that it's at ten percent at all. Yeah, no. I, single IPA is a little bit I'm mm. a little too excited there, Jay. I know, but I know. <laughs> but Slow, double. Calm down. <laughs> <laughs> but the double, I could it could I pass stand for, by it, that. It could, pa- it could pass for a double. I agree. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, speaking of double, let's talk about a triple. <laughs> Another talk about, triple. Let's talk about the sidekick, and three. that is the triple sidekick. It's triple dry hopped. For extra processing power for 2000 and was that 2006 six. or seven? Six? Six. Was it six? It was six. Okay, okay. I know for a fact because I remember, like for me, 2006 was a was a great year. Um, I was living with my buddies from college like, and we were all single. We were all going out having fun. We had a great, uh, just like a guy's Hawaii trip. 
And that was when we all had sidekicks.、Mm. I think, I, think I, I want to say I bought it first and I convinced my roommates to get it. And、really? um, yeah, it, just because.、Um, so we had a couple other friends that had the sidekick too.、Yeah. And I was like, interested. You know, I, was, I was a nerd. I was an Apple nerd for sure, but I wasn't really into mobile phones. I had、mm-hmm. a, before that, I had a Sony Ericsson, like a, the, the T610 or something、mm-hmm. like that.、Mm-hmm. Um, But you know, the Psychic 2 was taking off, and I, I noticed some of my friends having it. And they had this, you know, they had two phones one for voice and one for just the texting and the, and the、right. email or whatever. And I was like, What is that? It's like, Oh,、um, I'm just、um, chatting with my friends. And I was like, Wait, what? You're chatting? And then <laughs> I looked at his phone, and he had, you know, AOL Instant Messenger. And I was like, My mind exploded. I was like, What? You're, you're, you can chat with your friends? And then、um, I started, I forget where I saw it, but I knew. When I saw news of the Sidekick 3 that was going to come out on T Mobile, I was like,、yeah. I, I don't want that phone. Yeah. And it was、yeah. like 200 bucks, you know, with the T year contract. And I was like, I could do that. You know, 30 bucks. I think it was even, was it 20 or 30 bucks for the data plan? I think it was 30, you're right. Was it? it was. It, it was, was like 30. 30、right. bucks and you got unlimited data. You get everything. You got the, you get your very own T mail, email address. Email, baby. Yeah.、Um, web browser, all this, you know, unlimited data. I mean,、yeah. this, was, this was at the, you know, this was what? Was it edge speeds back then or GPR? It was,、yeah. I think it was edge. They had some weird, yeah, they had some weird like branding. It was like G7. Remember that? No, I don't know. The little、that. like, the, yeah, you can kind of see it. I don't know if it's, no, it's not on no, there. There's, not no, there's no network. Yeah. yeah. But it, yeah, if you look it up, it was G something where it's like that was the, what they called their、oh, okay. data thing. It was just weird. But、um, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was edge speeds on there. It wasn't definitely. It was not any, 3G. It was not 3G. No,、yeah. no. And I think that later on, the, when they rebranded and it was like Android powered, it was like the sidekick 4G, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. yes. Yeah. But、um, yeah, back in our day, it was,、uh, <laughs> it was I, slow as could be. But you know what, Jay? Let me just say this it was slow. No, it was slow. Obviously. But, but it was pretty fast, if you think about it. I mean, well, here, let me just say it. The reason why it was relatively fast, I'm doing air quotes here, is because the way that the、yes. danger system worked、yes. is you didn't access the web directly. No. It was through, everything was through, I guess, a portal, I guess you could、so、call they, it. They basically copied Blackberry, where Blackberry, everything went through like a Blackberry server. But instead, like that, that was for security in,、yeah. in terms of for, for Blackberry. Sure. But for danger, it was、yeah. so they could. Compress or do something、yes. to the websites so that it would be relatively、faster. fast,、right. and you would get more or less the full experience,、yeah. the full view. It was a little tweaked for the screen, sure, but I think it was, I think the word they, is optimized. Optim- exactly.、Yeah. They, they, they took out a lot of the, the, the JPEGs or the pictures, so you didn't have to download them. It was all the text, but there w a s some like pictures in there, and they kind of like formatted it in the way so the, it would sh- the website would show up decent on,、mm-hmm. on the sidekick. Screen and and、um, I don't know about you, but personally, like MySpace was a thing at the time, it was、oh, like、yeah. it was the social、uh, network, and we were I was checking、uh, MySpace on, on my sidekick three like was, constantly, and, and it, it was it was and work, yeah, it worked great, yeah, yeah. absolutely, yeah. Me, um, message boards, I was on I was on quite a few message boards, and all the message boards were like super fast. Uh, most of the graphics, not all of them came out.、Um, the, obviously, like you mentioned, the email, you got your T mail address there. It was awesome. And it was pushed. And, and it, it was, was pushed. It was big because at that time, no one else. BlackBerry was the, like, the, only, the one. only one that had、right. push. And boom, you could have push email and data and text. And, well, text, I guess, were always push. But email was the big thing that was、yeah. push. And you could have it with the sidekick. And 
Yeah, it just oh man, and um, I'm I'm remembering too. Just the uh, they had the download catalog way before the App Store on any yeah. platform. You can download games. I remember I had Sonic One on there, and I was just blown away because I thought that you know the processor on the on the Sidekick <laughs> was just ancient and they couldn't run it. But at oh, the same man. time, a Genesis was even more ancient, so it ran really really well. A couple other games that are not coming to mind. They had um, some pretty nerdy stuff as well, Jay. I don't know if you ever noticed or remember they had like a a, a terminal. Like no, an SSH no. application where you could log I, I into read, like a terminal. I read about it. I mean, it's just crazy because yeah, it did it did catch on kind of with the the whole nerdy or the t- technology developer kind of crowd yeah. in certain ways with those kind of um, more. You know, <laughs> yeah, Jay's just holding up the phone. Yeah, the I'm like holding. Right I'm now. holding this in my hand, and it brings back Sony Mary. Like I'm pretty, you know, nerdy and nostalgic, and just holding this phone. It like Nick did not tell me. He he, ch- we were t- we were playing this show, <laughs> and he was like, we were chatting, and he was like, hey, do you happen to have your old sidekick? I'm like, if I do, it's probably at my parents' house. Um, I have no idea where it's at. And then he shows up with this thing, and I'm like. <gasps> you bat like it's it's awesome like it, it, it's it's so stupid but like I, i'm just literally holding this in my hand and like it it i you know it's fun like yeah just the whole opening up the screen just like oh man it brings back so many memories it's Absolutely. crazy yeah it just that that's what it was jay it was, it was fun you know, every time that you reached for it and you and you flipped God, out that man, screen, it was so like funny. a it was like a visceral. Yeah. Jay's demonstrating right now. He's pulling out of the pocket, flipping it out. Yeah, it was like a visceral kind of like um uh like it's like it hit that pleasure zone. You know, dopamine. Like the, yeah, yeah, the dopamine effect. I mean, it's like who who texted me? Who who IM'd me? Yeah, like whoosh, flip it out. Bing, you know, it, it just so funny. Man, there's 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 really something to be said about good. Um, not just hard. Again, it's no. it's not an accident that the guys who designed this first and foremost were Apple guys because there's something to be said about well-designed hardware. Oh, talk about the hardware and, and software in one package because both for its time were, were great. You know, it's not the most high-resolution screen out there. No, it's no, not no. The most advanced operating system for the time, exactly. But it all worked together, and it was fast. It was responsive. It was satisfying. The keyboard, Jay. The keyboard. Oh it's, my god! It's it's it, okay. A lot of people who never had the Sidekick, they kind of laugh at us, quote unquote, <laughs> the Sidekick users. That like, oh, that was just a toy. But you look at your freaking iPhone now. You look at your Android phone right now. The 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 building blocks were there on the yeah, Sidekick three. Like absolutely. no no freaking joke. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about the hardware mm-hmm. before selfies were even a thing. Um, it has a 1.3 megapixel camera. It says it here on the back. But if you notice, there's a little like a uh, uh, silvery um, thing that surrounds the camera. Yeah. And you could actually, they did this on purpose. There's a little quote unquote mirror where you could like center yourself and you could take <laughs> selfies with the rear facing camera and have and see you can frame your photo yeah. like. Just little touches like that. I'm not surprised that these people came, the three dudes came from Apple. Um, the, yeah. the keyboard, man, I could freaking fly on this thing. Like oh, texting. Like, I mean, that the, was that was one thing that I would say to everybody that would say, oh, you got one of those sidekicks, right? Oh, okay, whatever. I'd say, yeah, you know, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. And I'd be like, you know what? The keyboard is the best. And honestly... I never had a BlackBerry, so I can't compare. Yeah, I had a... I had a um, I never had a full size BlackBerry, but I, I briefly had one of the little 
kind of like slimmer blackberries. You probably would see one and be like, oh, I remember that thing. I don't remember the name. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I don't remember either. But um, in terms, yeah, that that, <sighs> man, that keyboard was all right. But the Sidekick keyboard was the best, better than any BlackBerry keyboard that I happen to try. Maybe some CrackBerry fans out there are going to disagree with me. But, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I never did like a word per minute count personally jay but i can tell you that no i was pretty good man like, i was lightning fast <laughs> i would do uh work emails or at least like kind of like draft them and then mm-hmm. um because when i when i was out and about but yeah the keyboard was so good um oh, yeah, yeah. And, and really quickly jay i wanted to also mention just to expand on the software multitasking the sidekick was multitasking uh, equipped. Uh, Jay mentioned the keyboard shortcuts. You can quickly jump to any app. It would be ready to go, responsive. It wouldn't have to load in the background sure, yeah, or something. It was yeah. just boom, ready to work. And what I really liked was like, for example, um, you know, you can go to like a pretty, um, you know, image heavy website and, and it would load, you know, to take a little bit to do it, but it would load. And then you could flip back instantly, quickly right. to whatever app that you were in and then go back to that website yeah. and let it load. And Jay, I don't know about you, but my most used app on the Sidekick where I'd flip to and you know, loading a website would, of course, be AIM. Oh, yeah. Same here. <laughs> I mean, I used it for texting and AIM and then probably the web browser. Yeah. And it's, it's I think... Uh, I was going through the <laughs> the the apps on here. Um, mm-hmm. So it supported AIM, MSN Messenger, and Yahoo Messenger. Yep. I think they recently pulled the plug on AIM, yeah, like not RIP. too not, not too uh, yep. uh, recently ago. Yeah, but so you couldn't, you can't use that even if you wanted to. But yeah, uh, yeah dude, and, it's and, so just scrolling oh, through man. the the uh, just using this thing is so cool. Yeah, it was just it was, and it's funny how even using it now because of the software and how it was designed. It's still just as responsive and yeah. light and quick. I mean, Jay's flipping through everything right now. Dude. First thing I did when I, you know, dug it out of the uh, depths of my um, garage or whatever box I had it in at my parents' house, and it just it was it was great. And, and needless to say, I was a little bit obsessed with it, Jay. Um, I don't know about you. Obsessed but, is an understatement. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and well, I think I took it to another level. And I, believe me, I'm not bragging about mm. this. I'm very I'm very kind of like I don't even want to mention it, but as long as we're talking about everything, might as well. But I was so obsessed with the Sidekick 3 that I actually bought, well, I kind of, I, I, I guess I flipped them, if you will. Um, I sold my Sidekick 3 original, the one that Jay has in his hands uh, now. Um, I, this was a backup unit that I had uh, stashed away. But my other unit I sold, and I got an LRG uh, special edition, all green. I remember those. It was I don't know. Looking back, it was a little bit ugly. I kind of like, I don't know. I kind of questioned my judgment on that one. No, LRG was was dope at the time. LRG, the brand, was super dope. It was super hip. Yeah. But don't get me wrong. But looking but back looking at, at it, it, it was green. Man. I green. mean, it, it, it kind of like, um, that was their whole, like, um, I don't know what their mission statement or whatever. It was like, you mm-hmm. know, very of the earth or, mm-hmm. you know, and that's why it was green. It worked out for their branding yes. and who LRG was. And if you like green, it was a good sidekick to have. He's not the best color, though. No, no, no. <laughs> I wasn't. And it was a very, like, almost army kind of, like, yeah, broccoli green. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, I had it. It was cool for a minute. And then I just kind of thought better. And I was just like, you know what? I got I to gotta, <laughs> I gotta do something else here. And then, I mean, you know, logic would dictate. Maybe I just go back to that other backup unit that I had and go back to the original. But you know what? I just did something stupid and, I, and I sold that one. I got the limited edition D-Wade white <laughs> and gold with the whole basketball 
print on the back wasn't little there, holding thing. Wasn't there another one? There was. There was the Diane von Fustenberg. Yeah. yeah. Which was like a, obviously it was like a, a women's kind of. That's right. There, I knew there was designer. three. It was the D, the D way, the LRG and, and yeah. the other one that I don't yeah. remember. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and the part that I'm embarrassed about was that the, the, the changes, the differences in these sidekicks were purely aesthetic. Cosmetic. Cosmetic. Excuse me. Aesthetic. Yeah. Cosmetic. Um, there was no performance. There were no performance. Not, there was nothing different there at wasn't all. Any exclusive <laughs> software. There was nothing. It just it was a different color, and that's how in, entrenched in this whole ecosystem and this whole sidekick thing that I was at um, back in two thousand six to two thousand seven, right before I got the iPhone. And um, the amounts that I paid for those Jay on eBay uh, were. I mean, <laughs> I don't even want to tell everyone right now, but let's just say. I think the LRG was over three hundred. The D Way was over four hundred. That's that's and that's like oh I don't know accounting for inflation like the iPhone ten is a thousand dollars. But for but, but for, back in the for day, a cosmetic difference. I mean, right. give me a break. Like it was just <laughs> you're, oh you're an God. idiot. Yeah, I, thank you, Jay, and I accept <laughs> that. I will fully accept that right now. Um, but the other thing I do want to mention really quickly is that um, I was very active on the. I guess you can, I think they were called, I think it was like hiptop.com had forums. I don't know if you ever checked those no, out, Jay. No, no, no. Yeah, no. I um, I registered there and one day I saw a post and it said, hey, join this cool exclusive community invite only apply here. We go. Here. here we go. And it's it was called Sidekick Hub. And I applied and I got picked for it, but they probably picked like tons of people. And it just Look like, at you. They just seemed like it was like a small club or whatever. But anyway, it was um, it was a glorified market research group. They made mm. it sound super cool, but they wanted you to go on these forums and post for a minimum of ten to fifteen minutes per week, of course, oh, but more if you'd like. Oh, and they wanted your feedback and how you use the sidekick, and it was market research. And what they said was, we're, we're going to give you a ten dollars iTunes gift card, ten dollars, woo, right? And if you do it for a certain amount of time, and then if, um, you know, the more you participate, that you may be eligible for exclusive future sidekick model giveaways and things like that. So, of course, you know, being a little bit younger and really like super hyped about the sidekick, I was like, yeah, and I was all enthusiastic about it and interacted with people on there and talked about the sidekick. But did I ever get anything besides that $10 gift card? Of course not. And it was largely a waste of time. And at the time, it's just, again, I'm sharing it with everyone. And I don't know if anyone was a part of that listening. Probably not, uh, just because it was so obscure. But um, that's how obsessed I was with the sidekick. And that's how much, like, looking back and just having this whole, you know, reminiscing session with you, Jay, it's like, it's just, it's crazy. (laughs) It's just, it was really one of the definitive phones of my life i mean oh, obviously yeah. iphone Same here is going to be number one oh, I mean, sh- there's, for sure there's a ton of android phones on my end that like i'm like oh you know those are cool but the sidekick to me and, and especially the sidekick three is going to be like always number two behind the iphone yeah. in terms of Same. iconic phones Same. of my life so far and and you know hopefully got you know a little bit you know more life to live and there's gonna be some crazy stuff in the future but i'll always be able to look back on, on my iphone excuse me on my sidekick very very fondly um i have two stories to tell go for it um i had a friend who worked for danger Mm. i think actually you know what he worked for microsoft and i think microsoft acquired danger if i if i'm if i remember correctly and then he ended up working on uh that side of danger and Mm -hmm. um this was when i had my sidekick three obviously and it was kind of crazy the a- amount of access that he had. Really? Um, so he 
if you gave him your email address mm -hmm. or your phone number, mm -hmm. he could extract either or. So if you gave him like your your if I gave you my phone number, mm -hmm. I could be like, hey, um, you know, nine four nine blah 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 blah. And he'd be like, oh, their T-mail address is this. Their AOL Instant Messenger oh account name is this. Um, their emails that they have hooked up to their... They ha He had everything. entire access to Danger's server. So everything wow. that you could... Like, I'm pretty sure... I'm not going to mention him by name. I, he, I don't think he works for MS Microsoft anymore. But he had access to all this stuff which was crazy like i was like are you sure so i gave him like some of my my, my roommates they i gave him yeah. his, their phone numbers and he's yeah. like oh their t-mail address is this their email address is this and i was just like whoa wow. dude it was crazy so crazy and like i mean you look at uh, obviously apple is super uh privacy is very important to them so i don't think they um um, they give their uh, engineers or whatever access to this type of information, but it's kind of crazy looking back. Like, you could give some, you can give my friend any any phone number, and he could give he could. I'm pretty sure he could look at everything, like your emails and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, seconds, so Jay was he actually the one behind the Paris Hilton hack? Was it actually? Him? <laughs> you can tell us. Don't worry, we won't tell anyone. I highly doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> Second story I want to tell. Uh, same friend. Uh, he's from San Diego and you know, when the holidays come around Thanksgiving, Christmas, you all go, everyone goes home for the holidays. Right. Yeah. And like famously like the Friday after Thanksgiving, everyone like hangs out and everyone goes out to the, to hang out and party or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I was digging through my pictures and I can't seem to find it, but, um, we were hanging out at a bar mm. and I think I had moved on to the iPhone already or maybe still had my sidekick three, but okay. this was around like 2000. 2007 for sure maybe 2008 i'm not quite sure mm -hmm. maybe the the thanksgiving uh 2007 going on to 2008 yeah he um he still worked at microsoft worked on the danger side and um myspace and, and facebook were still kind of they were they sure. were they were neck still and neck kind of competing yeah sure. and you you brought up the download i forget what it was called download center mm -hmm. um and the thing that i wanted the most was a native myspace App. oh yeah and i kept like texting him i am him was like dude when is this gonna come out like he was like my inside guy yeah sure and he, he was like oh we're still working at we're still working on it wow. so we went out to a bar you know the friday after thanksgiving and we're just mm -hmm. all hanging out mm -hmm. and he brought out his phone and like he showed me no the, the native myspace app like not he had it he had it on his phone and wow. I was like, I got to take a picture. I took a picture of it. And I was just like, I want, like, we were waiting for this. Like, it was going to be free on the whatever download center. Yeah, yeah. And it, I, I, I was using this phone and I was just like going through, like scrolling and, and, and pushing the button, the, the mouse, whatever, the track ball, whatever. And I was like, dude, I want this so bad. Like, yeah. and it was on his phone. And I was just like, oh man. But I think at that point, um, the iPhone SDK had been or was going to be released, sure. and then iPhone took off, as we all know. And then Sidekick, they had a few iterations after yeah. that. The Sidekick LX, and mm -hmm. then I don't know if they still make one now, but um, it's crazy. Like this, yeah. you know. Obviously, like you said, the iPhone is will hold a special place in our hearts. But man, for me, 
I know for you and some of my my old roommates, the Psychic Three, man, it's like the phone before the iPhone, before yeah. the Android. Oh yeah. Phone. Yeah, no, that's that's exactly what it is, Jay, and and it's like it's 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 crazy. Like a lot of the stuff is still there. Like you like. Yeah, the the sidekick users who have never, I mean, the the people who never had a sidekick won't understand. It. And then yeah. it's so cliche, but like the people who ha- who did have a sidekick, and and they have like whatever their iPhones and their mm-hmm. their Android devices now, mm-hmm. they'll, they'll get it. Like just yeah. like scrolling through, like instant messaging, email, phone, just like it. Yeah, the all it's crazy to think. Um, you know, all the building blocks were there. It's crazy to think what if the iPhone. And the SDK never happened. Like, what if danger? And then later on, Microsoft. What if? What if they? Uh, what if the iPhone never happened and this took off? Like, what yeah. would, would that future look like? It would probably yeah. look similar to this. Who knows? But yeah. like, it's crazy to think that all the building blocks were there. Just like remote a- access apps. Yeah. The web browser. Everything was yeah. there. Well, I think I think we have somewhat of an answer to that, Jay. And that is, of course, the Sidekick 4G. Which came out in I think 2010, 2011, which famously was the attempt from yeah I think Samsung bought the rights to the Sidekick name if I'm not mistaken. It I was a remember. Samsung model. Yep, it had Android on there. It was the same form factor, and they tried to kind of relaunch the Sidekick and with Android, and it didn't go anywhere. <laughs> and I think that I think that. You know, it had to do with a few different factors, but, you know, physical keyboards, you know, nowadays it's like, yeah, you know, it, it just, they don't have a place in the modern mobile phone world. Sure. And no matter how fast we were back in 2006 and, you know, Jay and I were, were, were pretty quick. Uh, <laughs> nowadays, you know, uh, soft software keyboards are, are, are the norm in, in the future. But man, um, it, it was, it was definitely fun to look back with you, Jay. On the sidekick, and um, let's go ahead and give our final ratings for today's show beers. I think I went first last time, Jay, if I'm not mistaken. Sure, I'll go first. So why don't you take the white can, the LGA to LGB from other half and monkish, the other half, half of it. I'm going to say half one more time for good measure. <laughs> Just kidding. Jay, take it away. Um, all right. LGA to LGB, LaGuardia to Long Beach. Um so this was the white can. This was other halves. Um, so they 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 headed this um, can. I liked it. Um, obviously, I'm comparing the two cans. It was very good on its own. Um, I hate to compare the the two, but I, I can't help it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, aroma wise, I would say you know what? Aroma wise, I like this one better mm-hmm. than um, the LAX to JFK. Uh, to, to my nose, I, I appreciate it more. Uh, I like the fruity notes more than the than the dank notes. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of uh, drinking the beer, it was it was good. You know, comparing it to LAX to JFK, obviously everyone can can gather from from what I'm saying right now. <laughs> I like the LAX to JFK better, mm-hmm. but um, rating LJ to LGB on its own, I'd probably give it. You know, it's it's a damn good beer on its own by itself. Yeah. I'd give it a four five. Okay, Jay, I'm going to agree with you, shocker, and give it a four five as well. Uh, this was one of the better other half beers that I've tried in recent memory. Um, the citrus notes were there, like you said, the dank notes were there, and that finesse that the monkish collaboration side added to everything was definitely there. 
Um, a lot of the earthy notes that I didn't mention, I didn't mention on my initial taste uh, that I just got reminded of now from other half double IPAs and triple IPAs that I've had uh, were definitely there and definitely present. And it, I like them. They're pleasant. They give other half styles of beer like that their character and, and what makes them other half beers. But um, yeah, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't take it above a four or five. Uh, but definitely definitely great for a uh, whatever you want to call it imperial IPA. <laughs> uh, so I give it a four or five. Nice. All right, moving on to LAX to JFK. In my book, it's better than LJ to LGB. Um, it was obvious when I was talking about the the first beer. Everything was, as we said before, on another level. Um, and this was a triple IPA and not a imperial double IPA, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I I, I like the 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 the, sm- the 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 smelling notes and the flavor notes more of the LGA to LGB. But in terms of a beer overall, in terms of drinking it, mouthfeel, um, as the beer went on as we drank it, mm-hmm. I liked the LAX to JFK better. Uh, I'm, I'm hesitant to give it a four seven five or a perfect five. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that right there kind of says it all. I, I'll, I'll give this beer a four seven five. Excellent. Well, folks, big shocker here. <laughs> Jay and I have the, ex- <laughs> the same exact ratings. Great uh, minds. Man. Great minds. I guess, I guess you could say the sidekick brothers are <laughs> uh, one of the same mind. Um, yeah, it, it's going to be a four seven five. It's noticeably better than the LGA. It's man, it, it's just a further, it it's further. Re- it's refined. Yeah, it just further lends to this whole idea that monkish is at the top of. I would definitely, I would easily say the top of the triple, triple IPA sure. game for sure, and arguably the top of the hops game or even the craft beer game currently. And you can just you can just taste it. You can just taste that refinement. And it's crazy. Honestly, folks, again, I said this for the insert hip hop reference here, and I'm going to say it here again. If it oh. wasn't, well, no, no, no. If it, I'm, I'm, it's a four seven five. If it wasn't for me having had other um, monkish triple IPAs that were fives in my book, th- you know, this would be exactly yeah. this would this would probably be a five to be quite same, honest. Same. But I've had other monkish triple IPAs, and I've had ones that are at hi- at higher levels. You know, the insert hip hop uh, yeah. insert hip hop is probably like I said on the show, it's probably like a four eight five four nine, right? You know, the Socrates is a five for me. Yeah. The Adios Ghost, which I had. Um, you know, for my boy Tasty Beverages, that's a five, and um, it's just it's just amazing to see the level that Monkish is operating at these days, and you know them keeping close with other half. I mean, that just produces nothing but yeah. but but good results. They just did another collaboration this past weekend. Other half did a big triple can release. One collaboration was with, with was with the answer. The other one was with Hoof Hearted Brewing. And then of course one with Monkish. And they're just killing it. And and it's just it's crazy. Jay, what a time to be alive. <laughs> I was gonna say <laughs> really is. And we've had a blast today. And Jay, where can folks send you their all time favorite sidekick model picks? <laughs> uh you can find me over uh, I write at humblener.com. You can find me on Twitter and untapped at Jay Torres and I post pictures of beer on Instagram at Bay Area Beer Life. 
hit me up at nickpro at tmail.com. Just <laughs> kidding. You can find me on Untapped at nickpro. I am dead serious. Hit me up on there. That's where I post my beers that I drink. I also post them on Instagram on my personal account at IBU underscore Nick. You can find our show account at IBU Podcast on both Instagram and Twitter. Hit us up on our website. Listen to our previous shows. Send us uh, feedback on um, beers you'd like for us to drink, tech topics you'd like for us to cover at internetbeerusers.com. Jay has been absolutely fun on this latest edition <laughs> of IBU Podcast Live. Live. I can't wait to uh, sit down with you and drink another great beer and talk about an interesting tech topic next week. And until then, Jay. Until then, Jay. Cheers, man. Cheers. That, that, that was a great surprise, dude. That's, that's ah, hilarious. Ah, you got me. Gotcha. You got me. I was like, ah, it's probably at home. I, I don't know where it is. That's <laughs> fucking, that's, that's, you got me good.